This is our first meeting of the new year, the Discipleship Preparation Group. This group is, uh, has taken the, the leap from student to preparing to be full disciples. And right now we are studying what does that actually mean? What am I getting into? Can I handle it? And uh, what does this mean for my life? So these questions arise for everyone when they enter seriously into any spiritual path. And they need to be answered from the depths of the heart. But it's even more difficult than that because one of the things we study here is that human, human nature is a variable. It's not a constant. It changes through the ages. It changes through the shifts in culture and civilization and other factors that influence the nature of the time, the Zeitgeist, the Weltanschauung, to use all those fancy philosophical words that actually uh, are valid. And right now we're in a time when the human ego structure is morphing at an accelerated rate uh, into a very distorted and uh, negative, nihilistic, and fragmented form. And the collective consciousness, the collective psyche out there in Kali Yuga, as we know when we go out there, is getting more and more heavy, negative, dark, and simply strange. The weirdness factor increases every day. It's becoming a true collective psychosis. And so anyone who is sane feels mad in this world because the collective normality is madness. Madness of a particularly paranoid kind. Paranoia represents the most primitive level of the psyche. And this whole war on terror is to bring up that paranoia in everyone. And when one falls into paranoia, one falls into the most mindless, most reactive, uh, most aggressive, destructive form of behavior. And that is what is being provoked in the collective psyche. And so you see more and more people falling into uh, that kind of, uh, not only negativity, but projection of negativity onto the other. And anger, hatred comes out against any other that the society claims it's okay to hate. In some societies you can hate Muslims and perhaps blacks or Nicaraguans or uh, leftists or rightists or whatever. You know, in, in, in a particular subculture, the other becomes slightly different. But there's always uh, some dark force. And we find that at the micro-political level in every community, even this one, where there will be projections onto other individuals coming from that same level of paranoid, uh, schizoid, uh, unconscious ego, fantasy identifications. And unless we break through that, unless we dissolve these uh, infantile fantasies that are left over from our childhood, and even some scars from other lifetimes, we will be plagued by an inability to rise to the higher chakras and to live in a state of love. 
because love and paranoia cannot coexist. And so the love will be attacked. And that's the worst part of uh, when we fall into a paranoid state is that we are threatened by that which is actually the most intelligent and most loving part of ourselves or the most intelligent part of a society. The most intelligent levels and elements in a society will be attacked because they are not aggressive enough. And they will feel like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. And then they become the enemy. And this gets also intertwined with envy that one at a lower level of consciousness has for those at higher levels. And so these kinds of uh, dynamics are operating macro-politically, micro-politically, in the community and in the microcosm of each one of us until we have purified the soul of these negative elements. But today, because of the fragmentation of the ego, there are more and more little nodes of negative consciousness that we often don't even know about. And so the central consciousness that wants to make a choice, let's say to be a disciple, can't hold on to that choice. The next day we find, not that you've changed your mind, but that your mind has changed you. Okay, It's very important to know that you're not changing your mind, but your mind is acting in another way. And you have no power over it. Because once you have fragmented, then literally different parts of consciousness, all claiming to be you, but actually impersonating the real self, will come into the executive operation of the brain and cause behavior and thoughts and feelings to arise that later, once you've snapped out of that trance state, you will realize, wow, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Why did I have that reaction? Why was it such a huge reaction when I realized something very small happened but I blew it up into some gigantic negativity that made me want to drop out or made me want to, uh, to, to have a tantrum or whatever? And it was that some fragment of a much lower level, much more infantile level of consciousness took over. And so unless we are uh, realized, unless we recognize the Atman, which is the true self, it's only from that place of Atman consciousness that we can gather in all of these fragments and reunify them and dissolve the identifications, the negativity, the paranoia, as well as the other lower chakra issues, the desire, the fantasy of, of wishful thinking that, oh, if I'm only with that person, then everything is going to be fine. That person will rescue me from my despair or whatever, or that uh, money or that car or that whatever. And, and the projection of desire as well as of fear uh, begins to operate, as well as the false duty of the uh, the, the karma that exists at the disillusionment point that okay if I only get a good job and get my parents to approve of my life or society to approve of me then I'll be fine and I'll be stabilized but of course none of that works either because it's not coming from the true self it's coming from a, a desire to please the other so until we find the truth of our being we cannot be stable and we cannot make a plan that we can carry through in our lives because some other fragment will come up and blow the whole thing out of the water. And we find ourselves sabotaging ourselves day after day, hour after hour, even minute after minute. Where we find sometimes that we're different people. We can't hold our center. Uh, and so people can't keep their promises anymore. 
and they can't persevere and they can't deal with adversity with, without uh, decompensating. And this is becoming more and more the case worldwide and that's why even at the level of, of corporates, the corporate world out there, they can't find employees who can, can maintain their jobs for a long time, who show up on time and who are responsible. You know, and so you have fragmenting, paranoid, schizoid egos running nuclear power centers and uh, uh, electric grids and airplanes and um, other kinds of very dangerous instruments that they are no longer mature enough and uh, wise enough and unified enough to be able to handle. So at the moment when we require the greatest maturity and vision to save the planet from the extinction that we are all being threatened with, uh, we have the least capacity to do it. So we have to recognize that doing something that we are trying to do here as a community, which is internal unification and transcendence of the ego and, and unification with a whole community who are in the same process in order to create a truly stable, loving, harmonious, uh, integrated uh, society, a micro-society that is in harmony with nature and with spirit is almost an impossible thing to do because of the resistance of this unconscious paranoid element and the fragmentation of the ego. Okay, So we have to go in with our eyes open knowing this and recognizing that these kinds of internal storms and torments will arise almost constantly in our lives to threaten our ability to clearly carry through what is actually our heart's desire and our soul's desire because the ego clouds of, uh, of maya, of illusion, delusion based on these negative and self-sabotaging elements are so powerful and we must never underestimate them. And that's why it's so important to do the inner work and to have sessions regularly in order to undo the delusions that will try to take over your mind and cause you to, to deviate from accurate karmic interaction in the world. And then you end up making mistakes that can take you into some parallel universe that you can't get back out of again. Okay? Mistakes can be made that will take you into literally another reality from which there is no way back, not in this lifetime. And, and that's why it's very dangerous if you are not coming from your real center that you can uh, live a life that is not really your life. You're living out some script that either belongs to some parental other or some psychotic other or some fragment of oneself that uh, doesn't want you to achieve self-realization and God-realization. So this is why it is so difficult and why there must be a, uh, a vow to maintain that work, not only individually uh, in terms of meditation and all the disciplines that this book talks about, but the inner work with a spiritual guide that you trust who can help you to break through whatever trance your unconscious ego may have put you in that causes your values to, dis to become distorted and then your perceptions to be distorted by values that are coming from lower chakra consciousness rather than higher chakra and God consciousness. And unless we are humble enough 
to recognize when we are off uh, our center and acting from some lower fragment, then we will uh, lose touch with the very uh, core of safety and uh, clarity that the community offers. And that's why these disciplines that this book talks about and that we teach here are so important to make into a regular part of your life that is the only medicine and treatment for the kind of maya that we know will come up, does come up for everyone who's on this, this path or not on this path. But it's on, when you're on a path like this, you notice it at least. But noticing it is not enough because the power of the unconscious is so strong. And it will take you over to the point where, ah, I don't want to go to the center anymore. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to have a session and have to talk about all this maya. And, and it will, uh, the, the more time that goes by in which the uh, negative unconscious gets control, the harder it is to come back. And then shame builds up and a sense of uh, not being willing or able to face the truth and face the others in the community as to what's going on and and then one says oh no I've got to run away and this happens as we know very often and so we mustn't allow the negativity to build up we, we have to treat it on a daily basis until the sanskaras of the ego that want to take over and to wreck the divine beauty of our lives uh, for some uh, unconscious identification with some perverse self-image, some uh, feeling of unworthiness, some feeling of uh, uh, addiction to some desire or some uh, fantasy other. All those kinds of elements uh, can destroy the composure and the, uh, the vessel, the hermetically sealed vessel in which the transformation process is occurring. And if that vessel cracks before the process has been completed, before the larva has become the butterfly, then uh, the psychic damage can be irreparable. So it's very important to take it very seriously and not to underestimate the power of negativity. And we can see that in people out there who are not doing the work, how that vessel can crack. It can crack for many reasons including just ordinary everyday stress, but it can crack by taking drugs of certain kinds in, in too large a dose, and you can think you can handle it when in fact you can't, or it can happen uh, for, for many other kinds of karmic inaccuracies. And so it's for your own protection that you, you lead your life in a higher kind of yogic lifestyle in which you are protected from negative influences. And most of us... Uh, overestimate our power to deal with negative influences. We think, for example, that we can watch something really horrifying on TV or go to a movie and that it won't affect us, but it does. Uh, we think we can hang out with friends at a bar and have certain kinds of conversations or whatever and it won't affect us, but it does. All of these things that we think, oh, that's nothing, they can actually, in a very subtle way, literally shift us from one fragment to another and we become a slightly different person in which we can no longer see the clarity of life that we had when we were in our true Atman consciousness. And then everything becomes slightly bizarre and our, our actions become filtered through a, a frame of reference that is no longer truth, 
but is now uh, egocentric in just a subtle enough way that our karma becomes inaccurate and soon we're 10 miles away from where we should have been, even light years away from uh, the achievement of liberation and of God consciousness. So it's for your protection that these disciplines have been uh, developed over thousands of years in every spiritual tradition. We're studying this book tonight, which is in the Christian tradition. This author is a Quaker. Uh, But as you know, we have studied the Islamic uh, mystics. We've studied the Buddhists, the the Hindus. We've studied all of the the different traditions over the period of years. If you're new here, you, you will have heard of it at least, that we study all of the traditions. And there's unanimity as to what the important disciplines are. But they have become de-emphasized. And particularly in the Christian tradition, meditation and spiritual direction, working with a guide, have been lost. The understanding of dreams has been lost as part of the spiritual process. And many other uh, understandings of the unconscious mind and how it interacts with the superconsciousness have been lost in most of the modern traditions, which have led to deviations and distortions in the spiritual traditions themselves that have led to scandals and a delegitimizing of spirituality itself, which has been taken over by egoic forces that have turned spiritual truths into religious ideologies that have actually um, had very negative effects on consciousness. And that makes it all the more difficult to discern clearly what is the truth. And it's very easy to become lost uh, in all of the various options that the mind will throw up of relativism and of uh, nihilism and of materialism. Even in even spiritual materialism, that can uh, fool one into thinking that one is on the right path when in fact one has fallen from that path into a path the trajectory of which will lead to greater suffering rather than liberation from suffering and rather than being an agent for the liberation of the planet and the restoration of an age of love and peace in the world. So we have to be constantly alert to when the the ego mind is fooling you and taking you off center. And that requires then a practice of meditation that is very intense, very constant, so that the chatter of the mind is overcome and the, the silent presence of the divine light and love is what is the operative power that is emanating through you. And it's only through a surrender to God internally and then activating that externally through behaviors that link one in the highest way to service, communal action, harmonious, uh, loving, compassionate uh, beingness in the world that will keep our, our souls pure and therefore able to function according to an inner compass that is accurately calibrated to true north of God consciousness.